Navarra invites you to get this with Tony Martin and Ed Cavalier. With Richard Marsland on the buttons. Thank you, Captain Sampson. And today it's time to ask the question, what do you hate that everyone else likes? Vegetables. Okay. The new inventions of 2007. We'll also ask, what have you seen? Shorts. And what's fallen on you? Marinara. No, no. Hey? Mariana. Oh, All right. Yep. Get this merchandise goes through the roof. We'll find out who's shelving what and recall the passing of our favourite Cockney Hardman. Who's been tasered. And we'll meet some forgotten heroes. Plenty of them cocked up and ready. And, oh, we'll find out who's courting the Dalek vote. Richard's review of Water Rats, Series 7. And in the second hour, Tom Gleisner and Santo Chilero both here for a final spray. Tony's a slave to fashion. His life is full of passion. He suffered for his art with the logging in the park. It's true, and it's all coming up on Get This, where... Oh. How would you describe it? I think a debacle would be a fair comment. Oh, a debacle with horrible consequences. Oh. oh, thank you very much. A sudden fair light ending from New Order here at Get This Around the Nation on Triple M. Good afternoon. Everybody who's Hello. here today, well, it's myself, Tony Martin. Gee, that bloke could talk some rubbish. And he will. Yeah, oh. sure will. Ed Cavalier's here, what? hovering over a bubbling Bay Marie containing... One bizarre broom. And pushing... Skittles and mayonnaise, nothing weird about that. It's top gear. Pushing the buttons, Richard Marsden, who this morning received a full body massage from a prominent local newsreader. Well, there was a happy ending anyway. Oh, there's no need for that. Thank you, Mal. <laughs> Fingers of magic. Fingers of magic. Don't do the mime while you say that. <laughs> yeah. And look at me. Don't do the mime. <laughs> Keep that to yourself, Rich. That line, of course, was from uh, the story we played a bit of yesterday. Yeah. About the runaway kangaroo. <laughs> oh, I, the crazy, yeah, the roustabout kangaroo, which has now made international news, I noticed really? last night. Yeah, it's uh, on CNN. Always as the kicker story after mm-hmm. the weather or what have you. Never take it seriously. But it's everywhere. It's in it's in Europe. It's in uh-huh. the United States. It's done very well. What I was thinking, I was watching the footage back again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The little kid that gets knocked over. Yes. Is that a two-year-old boy or something? Sure. Mm-hmm. I'm just worried. Imagine if that was the kid's first steps. And then, look, Mum, I'm walking. <laughs> oh, my God, it's a huge six-foot kangaroo knocking me over. <laughs> and when he's recovered from that, the woman wearing only a bra. Was she explained in the CNN version? No, there was no analysis. <laughs> did they say that it was a, a bizarre occurrence or did they just go, daily life in Australia? <laughs> Kids are being attacked. People with nets chasing kangaroos. <laughs> Women, no shirts. <laughs> well, it's not the most bizarre footage we've seen. On this show no. over the last two years, <laughs> on our segment, What Have You Seen? <laughs> oh, we've canvassed some great stuff. <laughs> that show, The Surreal Life, oh, yeah. on Foxtel. Oh, we talked about this the other day. I dug out the clip. The most disturbing image this side of a racer hit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> a nude mini-me, drunk, in charge of a tiny little wheelchair, <laughs> just pissing in the corner. Oh, Delightful. Nikki saw it. Look at that face. It was horrible. That is somebody who's been shocked to their very core. I think we've got, we can't really obviously show you it. No. It doesn't make a lot of sound, but uh, you can get the sense of it from this testimony from one of the many sorry celebrities <laughs> trapped in the house on the surreal life, Debrat. And then, it's the scooter. It's the infamous scooter. Mini Me is in the damn corner on his scooter, butt ass naked, P 
head. I don't want to see his naked ass no more. I don't want to see his penis no more. So I went to get the savior of the house in this particular situation, which is Chris. Chris being the middle boy from the Brady Bunch. Oh. Christopher McKnight. Uh, he was had well. to call in to sort things out. <laughs> and there's just this shot of him for about 20 seconds just staring at a nude midi B, urinating in the corner of the house going... What has happened to my career? <laughs> because the same thing happened on the Brady Bunch. Remember when Alice? Oh, what remember when Alice urinated in the corner oh, of the kitchen? Oh, when yeah, did they, she stop doing that? That's to be continued. That one. It was a beauty. They had to work out whose it was. <laughs> she came clean in the end. Sam the butcher. Oh, he was involved. <laughs> what have you seen, Ed Cavalier? <laughs> Nothing as good as that. Yeah. But the other thing I like about that is the kind of Looney Tunes music <laughs> yeah, underneath yeah. to lighten the mood somewhat. <laughs> Tone, what I've seen is uh, images on the Ethernet uh, of Birdman rallies. Oh, yes, that, some of that footage is hilarious. Just beautiful. Now, what there was one that <laughs> I showed you a picture this morning. I said, hey, Tone, I was laughing hysterically at a guy that was wearing a chicken outfit that he'd made. <laughs> yeah. So with sort of uh, sponge feathers, yeah. a beak, and a, like an old leather flying hat with goggles. Yeah. Uh-huh. And Tony walked past and went, too literal. Just kept walking. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll bet a dress is a bird. That will what I love is sponge feathers. When you think about it, now I'm in the water yeah. wearing a giant sponge. Oh, yeah. That's oh, well, not I a good idea. I love like Tony's like those judges in Who magazine yeah. who judge what people are wearing. Yeah, That's right. Except for Birdman Rally costumes. <laughs> what's hot, what's not for the Birdman Rally in 07? Come on, get that guy in. Wait a second. That's hey, this is good. Fashion week's coming up. Yes. It's pointless. What we can do is we can bring some substance to it, and we can get in that guy from Project Runway, the oh, judge that's snooty. Yes. Is it Blackwell? Or? This is some of the worst Spurtman rally work I've ever seen. <laughs> and I'm not trying to be obsequious. Oh, stop! <laughs> so many fifty-dollar words. <laughs> we get that guy in to judge our costumes. Now we're talking. It'd be great. Okay, so what do we got? We've got yeah. a Birdman rally parade. Yes. Mm. Yeah. You know Morrissey in the front row, and the rest of those kind of shaven-headed, orange-faced Sydney. Types, you know, goatees akimbo. Yeah, yeah. And we get some of that action happening, and then out to the pier, and all off the pier, straight off the, the parade leads to a pier. Uh, yeah, and uh, then bringing up the rear, a nude mini me on a tiny scooter, <laughs> still pissing as he, as he Just plunges in the, the front row. Get out of the way of that, Perry. We should do it to kick off Capril because it's basically fashion based as well. Yeah. Okay, I don't know. Bullymore in the cape hey, of the dirt. Bullymore just <laughs> crashes into the jetty to bring it home. <laughs> yes, every week was Fashion Week here again. This. Give us a budget, we would have had it done. <laughs> now look, Ed, we've got to play some music at this point. Mm, I'm tired of all this. I think we should. We used to play music all the time in That's here. That's right, yeah. we did. Yeah. We didn't do it anymore. Well, Tone, you see this keyboard I've got? Yeah. Mm, I'm going to start hitting it with a Nerf bat and see okay. what kind of sound I can get out of it. Here we go. Oh, yeah, there we go, Tone. Well, now, I know you play... Oh, that's better. Yeah. Tone, I think you're going to need some bass pretty soon, but yeah. simple bass, if you wouldn't mind. Can you keep this up for four minutes, do you think? Uh, yeah, I reckon. Bass. I've never been very good at the bass. Something like that? Mm, yeah, nice. That I like. That I like. Who's singing here? Yeah, who can sing in this room? Is that me? Yeah, it's probably yeah. going to be you, mate. Okay. <gasps> I close both locks below the That's new from Lincoln Park, Shadow of the Day. Here at Get This on Triple M, around the nation where our listeners are counting down. Only uh, seven more shows to go counting this one. Let's see what they've got to say today. Ah, the emails. Dipping into the mailbag. Oh, 
have you got today, Tone? Well, here's a beautiful story from a truck driver called Lachlan Rogerson. Oh, yeah. He's a long-distance truck driver, and he really appreciates the Get This podcast. I'm glad to hear it. Uh, He says, recently I was listening to podcast 147, hearing about that New Zealand cop show. Please, 107. Think they know the one, gee. Mm -hmm. We mentioned it enough on this show over the Sizzle. two years. <laughs> That's what's going to be revealed on the last show, that this whole show has been paid for by the people at Police 107. <laughs> well, listen to this. Uh, I was directed into the heavy vehicle checking station near Sydney the other day. Mm-hmm. I was given a pretty hard time by the inspectors. I was about to leave and I thought to myself, why not? Time for some Police seven, Police 107 action. I locked the brakes on the trailers and laid out a massive burnout right in front of them. <laughs> Consequently, I've been pulled up by every RTA inspector since. There you go. <laughs> Such a helpful program, get this. It was worth it. it. And what about uh, Todd Highland wants uh, a bit more uh, of Kim Beasley talking about cheese. Is that available for download? Yes, both of those are in the prior offences. Oh, yeah, triple m.com.au forward slash get this. The first Beasley cheese is in podcast one. Oh, wow. our very first podcast, and the second one was in podcast 31 uh, and 30, if you're looking for those. Those are your lucky numbers. I'll tell you what it does, Tony, is it, it lets people know, if you go back to podcast one, yeah. uh, it's, it was a brand new show. Mm. I'd never really met you before. Yeah. I didn't really know what was going on. I I even, was, you weren't even, even here. I, was, I wasn't even involved. You haven't even white-handed anyone yet. White-handing outside the building. And uh, I remember coming in and Tony's, I've got a sketch today, it'll be fine. Oh, oh great, Tony Martin, <laughs> sketch, here we go. This is going to be amazing. And then started out with Beasley wanting cheese. I thought, geez, yeah. what kind of gear are we getting ourselves? Yeah, into. I reckon this shall be axed in a couple of years. No, I, think you no, I thought it's, this has set the tone beautifully. <laughs> this is where we're going. I'm on board. Uh, here's an email from Jeremy Dillon. Uh, sorry, Jeremy Dillon Potts, pardon me, of North Epping, New South Wales. He says, sorry to hear that uh, you guys have been given the ass. I would like to lobby for Matt Dower's job. Mm. Now, Matt Dower hasn't been given the ass. No. He's much too valuable to the network here. He's kind of the Brian Eno mm. of he the is. network. Yeah. Even the uh, shortest tag, like even if it's just a tag at the end of a, you know, ad for some pub and it just says, supported by rogue traders, he'll go to a castle in Scotland just to record that just line. Just to get the wind right. That's right. <laughs> But here, the conditions he's forced to work in Triple M Studios. There's Chuck everywhere and the seats are disgusting. Graffiti is is the worst. He's been taken up big time. So don't go thinking Maddie D's job is suddenly available, people. Have you ever had a close listen to that clip? Mm -hmm. She says there's Chuck everywhere and the seats are disgusting, but graffiti's the worst. (laughs) Chuck I can live with. (laughs) Chuck I'm happy with. (laughs) I'm covered in Chuck right now. It's all that writing. Here we go. Oh, what have you got? Sorry, Tone. Here's one from Joe Zuzu. Oh, yeah. Uh, It says, hi, fellas. Don't think it's... Don't you think it's time to start releasing Get This Merchandise? One idea is a donkey courtroom board game (laughs) where you have to figure out who who abused the donkey, Cluedo style. For example, I think it was Ed Cavalier in the kitchen with a box of Killer Pelicans. (laughs) That's right. Do you like it? One stomp for yes, two for no. (laughs) (laughs) Answered. Hang on, isn't that we're moving to go, clear the court, clear (laughs) Clear the court. Confusing. I love how there's six shows to go and it's, yeah, let's get some merch happening. <laughs> yeah. That's a good idea. Dave Wakeling has written what I can only describe as an epic poem oh. about uh, the passing of Get This. It would take us um, 
well into Will and Lemo to read it okay, out on well, here. Yes, it's like a John Law's poem. I think it's massive. <laughs> I think this might have to go up on the website. Right. Uh, what sort of um, correspondence is coming across your desk? Petitionspot.com. Oh, how, well, how's it going? We've cracked eight thousand. Have we? Eight grand. Do you reckon we can get it to ten by the time by 10, November twenty thousand by the by, end of next week? If we can get show? some of the get Buffy the musical episode into mm. a movie, people. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Over to our side. Yeah. Maybe we can, you know, get a trade happening. We'll yes. sign their petition. They sign. Sound, okay. sign out. Just get on there with a fake name because I'm sick of these real names like Colonoscopy and Nissan Navara. <laughs> 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 Professor Chutney Hole writes, uh, I've been listening to get this on Norfolk Island. Is that oh, how yeah, you pronounce yeah, it? Norfolk. Yeah. Uh, what am I going to do without it? I have to leave my darkened hovel. Uh, Timmy Upskirt, Richard gave me a mirror for my shoe and the aforementioned colonoscopy. Yeah, the mention of Ass Clown. Uh, Delivery Man 1, also a reference. Nissan Navara, without get this, how will I display my amazing features such as my China Hutch and my ability to type coherent sentences on a keyboard? Oh, there we are. Isn't that great to see? Mm. The 4x4 four four of the year getting onto the internet. Oh, that is fantastic. Just pecking away at the keyboards with... Oh, some accessory we haven't got to yet. The brush is too thick. What's it? What does it use as its eyes? The headlights. Exactly. The headlights. Okay. So some people think it's the the windscreen. Mm-hmm. Madness. It is fully loaded, Herbie style, the mm-hmm. Nissan Navara. But uh, what about you, Tony? Well, while we're talking internet, uh, I have to congratulate Luke Meader, who I think has been vandalising uh, Rex Hunt's page on Wikipedia. Very good oh. job. Well done, sir. Listen to this. It's very subtle. You have to read quite a bit of it. Those are the best. To find the additions. Firstly, Rex's football career, it says, Hunt was born and spawned (laughs) in May 13, eating and selling Dixie ice creams, and was then recruited from Parkdale and made his debut with Richmond in the then Victorian Football League in 1968. (laughs) Very nice. Nothing for ages. And then... Towards the end of the uh, paragraph on uh, Rex's journalistic career, Rex was also the first to stand up to the thugs in the scallop industry, (laughs) and since then their standover tactics have failed, all thanks to a little fat kid from Morty Alec. It is no wonder that businessmen from as far-flung a place as the (laughs) Netherlands love his show. (laughs) Nothing for ages. And then this is interesting in the bit on the Rex Hunt sex scandal. Oh, yeah. It says, Hunt confessed to a newspaper that he had arrangements involving three women and their undercrackers going back to the early 1990s. <laughs> and then memorable quotes from Rex Hunt include, Now, I am concerned not for my future because me and Jan have mapped that out and that's private, private. Thank, thank you, you very, very much. much, but for the promoters of the game, that's right, you ferrets! Uh-oh. <laughs> Unquote. So beautiful Wikipedia vandalism. Congratulations, sir. Uh, Luke Meader, and that is a fantastic biography of Rex Hunt. And woe betides anyone who has the hide to criticise it. Best part about that is, apart from the undercrackers line, he said all that stuff himself. That's right. That's right. Yeah. It it is. Is. These are direct quotes. <laughs> I'm sure he has mentioned undercrackers at some yeah, point. Or like maybe it. he will next. Don't get this. Once I smoked a dynamite cigar. Cheap wine, yes, that's cold chisel here. Get this around the nation on Triple M. And I just should say, Jimmy Barnes, huge supporter of this program. Yes. Really nice. He's been making some calls, big fan of the show. He says if there's going to be another support rally, he wants to sing a song. Which song? I don't know. I yeah, think that, he is a, that is a good question. Venga bus? When the war is over, Venga bus would be great to hear. Venga bus. <laughs> now you'll come up with something, you know, especially, I'm sure he will. Oh, oh okay. Trouble oh. is all the rallies have been, the local ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think the London Save This Git rally is mm-hmm. uh, gearing up. What's the on the weekend tone, yeah. uh, the latest is they're going to make up T-shirts uh, with our faces printed on them. Yeah. Uh, last count, there was one uh, very enthusiastic... <laughs> 
young man. <laughs> I think the numbers have since doubled. So oh, is that right? Yeah, you might want to get onto the stats well, there. The police have been called. They will be controlled. Well, maybe Barnsley will be part of that. I don't know. Thank you, Jimmy, for your support. Yeah, uh, nice. I should point out it's not just all Barnsley classics. We're broadcasting here from Broadway. Oh, here we go. Top hats, everybody. Singular sensation, every little step she takes. Wow, that's some dancing skill, Ed Cavalier. Now, what have you got for us here, a treat? Look at this, Tone. The news is coming thick and fast. We're talking emails, but there's still things going on around the world. Oh, real stuff, yeah, Mm. sure. Naked man gets tasered in the ass. (laughs) Is that the headline in which paper uses the word ass in the banner? I may have altered it oh, okay. slightly. Yeah. Let's just say. Yeah, I think it said idea. wazoo in the financial <laughs> review. <laughs> EI. Uh, a man who stripped off at a university concert was tasered in the ass by police as they tried to handcuff him. Ah. No, it wasn't Kevin Rudd. <laughs> it wasn't Richard. Kevin Rudd. Okay, nah, wrong. How dare you? Trouble began when the man who was asked to leave by security guards began to strip off and, yeah. refu- and then the police were called. Police asked the then topless man to put his clothes back on, but instead... He began to remove his pants. <laughs> when he finally removed the last article of clothing, his underwear, they seized the man and began handcuffing him. When he resisted, they used a taser. I didn't do anything! Hey. Don't tase me, bro! Don't tase me! No. I didn't do anything! Ow! 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 Oh, me university plums! <laughs> Hang on. Sorry. It's a delayed plum. <laughs> it was a delayed drop. Mm. That's fantastic. Yeah. And it's good to have current affairs out of the way. <laughs> With a boing. <laughs> but, you know, one of the features of Get This Over Two Years has been outrageous defamatory stories of people oh. working in the radio industry. Yes. We love them. And nobody has a store of them as big as Tony Moclair. Oh, yes. And he hovers around the station. I'm not sure what he does here. He's a good friend of DJ Dom's, yeah, apparently. he's sort of owner-operator or he's got some sort of management deal with... Uh, Mr. Dom. Mm, Have we got one of Tony's radio stories, Mr. Marsland? This story, I just want to say, it relates not actually to Triple M, but a a radio station that was very similar. Now, of course... (laughs) Was that an allegedly? Yeah. (laughs) Is this like when you say a friend of mine had Um, to go to the emergency room because he slipped in the shower (laughs) while he was doing some vacuuming? (laughs) Now... There were two employees who may have been working at this particular radio station mm. one night. Who, station X. Yeah, eventually went on to, to do quite well. But um, there was also a person who worked at the radio station who was well known for supplying pick-me-ups. Oh. Right. Okay? Right. Especially on a Friday night. Don't look at me like S- that. Sandwiches. You know, yeah. Just, you know, little uh, helpers, I guess. Mm. Now, I'm with you. Now, these, these two guys were, were very keen to kind of enjoy themselves on a Friday night. So they went to this particular person who was working... Um, you know, down one end of the building. Mm. And they put him under some pressure. They said, look, we're about to go out. You're the go-to man. We need something and we need it quick. Right. Now, in this particular instance, he didn't have anything. Oh, yeah. He was caught short. Okay. <laughs> but he knew that if he didn't produce the goods, he could possibly lose his job. Oh, really? So, like anybody at a radio station, I said, he thought in his feet. So he said, go to your office. I'll be there in a couple of minutes. He went back. And produced two garlic tablets. Oh, really? A bit said, of, uh... Yeah. And said, take these. But before leaving, he said, listen, they may take a while to actually, you know, um, get into your system. Try the suppository route. Shelve oh. them? Yes. <laughs> so, so, 
so, so Wopsom, you called up the back door. <laughs> yeah. So he he always maintains the last oh thing he saw God. because he left the building very quickly after yeah, doing yeah, that yeah, yeah. was one of them helping the other guy put the pill in. Oh. Okay. Now the the helper had taken the pill first and as the supplier left the building, he heard the words, man, I just felt a kick in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting a hot garlicky sensation around the back. Man, this is going to be a fun night. <laughs> Vampires won't be a problem, though. So, so I just want to knock the stereotype of people in radio stations being, you know, kind of uh, living that hard and fast lifestyle party boys. Okay. Wow. You thought garlic breath was bad before. <laughs> the other end. There's just so many bits of that which it could have gone wrong. Because <laughs> garlic tablets kind of smell like garlic, you know. Yeah. And they're not small either. No, they're you not. Know? They're, they're kind not. of horse pill yeah, size. Yeah, they're quite large. Yeah. And so, and so, but rather than just try and get away with it, he's yeah. going, I'll see if I can push this. Yes. If I can get them to shelve them, it'll yeah. give me a little, an extra couple of minutes to get out of the building. <laughs> He hot-footed it. That is quite amazing. <laughs> An yeah. evening of standing fun. I have to say, I haven't seen much of that no. here. All I see is a desperate Ed Cavalli chasing the sandwich guy up the corridor. <laughs> going, have you got any wraps? <laughs> okay. okay. I think that's enough shelving for one program. On. But they might get us a present to say thank you for the show, right? Yeah. If you're listening, Triple M, you now know what I want. <laughs> Assume the position. We'll assume the position with Frank Butcher next. I'll get this. Yes, apparently so. Thirsty Merc, get this. Triple M, that's what you're listening to. And uh, we're recalling some of your favourite moments mm. and uh, topics from the year. Obscure British television seems to captivate our listeners for some reason. It's a good fit with Triple M, I find. It sure is. Test through the roof. <laughs> what were you saying you were watching? Well, you talk about on the buses a lot. Right yeah, now. well, usually when Ross Noble comes in, he that's drags right, us into that right. territory. He does. And, you know, uh, a sitcom, a British sitcom from the 60s, I think it was. Yeah, and then into the 70s well, as well. Well, the episodes I've been watching uh, on UK TV have been black and white. And yeah. Tone, at what point were sitcoms just a bunch of people who really hated each other? <laughs> you know, hello, what, they were going on holiday and one of them goes to the other, oh, my wife's in the car. You're going to leave her there? Uh, no, I thought I'd take her with me. Why? Want to have a bad time, do you? But da 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 Where are the jokes? I'm so, I feel sad. Oh, it's grim up north. <laughs> it's really grim. Oh, that'll turn that frown upside down. Okay, that's the comedy. We also love the British drama, the yes. uh, the daily sort of uh, soap opera dramas they come right. up with. East End is one of our favourite. Wonderful. People love Frank Butcher, oh. who sadly passed away this year. Mike Reed, the actor who played him. Uh, I've had a request for a bit of Butcher action. What have we got? Oh, hang on, I should point out, I think uh, Cal Wilson was in this day. There's a bloke called Frank Butcher on it. Yeah. Oh, have you seen Frank Butcher's yes. work? Yes. I just want to say the words not subtle, but ah. that doesn't sum up how loud the bloke can bellow. Really? Even the smallest piece of information can be bellowed <laughs> with a bit of Cockney <laughs> slang thrown in as well. All right. He's a tough governor Is kind he? of a What's character. What's his job? Oh, sort of lovable rogue. Uh, yeah. He's not the, the landlord of the Queen Vic. Gets around that. in a tracksuit a bit? Yeah, maybe, with a bit of sort of pommy bling. Yeah, like a thin, one thin gold chain. And everything is bellowed at top volume. Okay. That's the thing. And he's been out of the series for a while. Where, is he, where did he go? He had to hide out in Spain for a while till 
the Rosses <laughs> left him alone. Okay. He was just outside the studio shouting and yeah. we could still hear him, so it was all right. Still here. Now, we're going to play a clip of Frank Butcher Good. on EastEnders. You might want to turn the volume down on your radio a little so do bit. Do we need to know what's been happening? Oh, I think you'll get the idea. Okay. Just listen to this for subtle acting. You took me to bed, and all the time you were lying. <laughs> well, fair exchange is no robbery. And maybe I'm the one who's feeling dirty and used, eh? And that, that there was nothing to do with Janine, because that was me and you. You pretended you knew nothing. I felt sorry for you. I couldn't tell you I know all about it. I can't come charging up to your shout in the oats. Well, they would have been more honest. Honest? But, cow. She's working, you. Working me nothing. <laughs> She's terrified. She's been through hell. You put her there. She may never even recover. What is the matter with you, woman? She's just an ordinary girl who's done nothing she wrong. She killed Barry. Now let go of me. Janine's barrister is hardcore. He's going to rev you for breakfast. You can't take him on. Don't talk to me like I'm some old woman. You are an old woman for crying out loud. Doing a stretch at your time in life. Let's go and find somewhere quiet. Yeah. <laughs> Guess we're quiet when Frank's not yelling. That conversation was over three locations. You'll notice they were the only people in those locations. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go somewhere quiet. <laughs> Well, I guess we do a lot of shouting on this show, so I can't, can't really point the finger. It'd be a case of... Pot cow! What does that mean? <laughs> pot calling the kettle black. Oh, is it shortened it's to pot cow? It's shorthand. He's got it just down to... Pot cow! Pot cow! <laughs> it sounds like Tourette's, doesn't it? It's like it's random nouns. So then Pat and Frank have gone somewhere quiet to continue the conversation Good. in a quiet manner. Darling... Your child is a stranger to you. God help us. All of this is some cockeyed revenge about nothing. No, Barry had a kid and all. Barry went off into the Scottish mountains wearing a pair of city shoes. Like the dozy big plum he always was. Janine wasn't there. And because she said something to you, you've taken it as gospel when you should have known damn better. You have no right to tell me what to do. I have every right. This is my daughter we're talking about, and it's you. And I love you, you balmy old horse. <laughs> my ears are bleeding. <laughs> that is walking into the Scottish mountains with city, city shoes. shoes. Like the dopey plum he always was. The dozy plum, I'll have you the, know. The dozy plum. And what is it? He loves you, you old what? <laughs> Barmy old horse? You barmy old horse! Old, oh, Frank, you say the nicest things. <laughs> and that is a quiet conversation with Frank Butcher. <laughs> she started whispering at the very her first line was, whisper, you know, Frank, we should something, something. What are you <laughs> talking about? Frank, we're in a library, man. <laughs> Jesus. The, the books are telling us to be quiet. <laughs> That, he's amazing. What, so what's going I can't even tell what's going on. Oh, it's too complicated. It was like, I knew it was English, but it wasn't making any sense. <laughs> Is that over, Rich? Can I put these headphones back on now? Whack them back on, phone. And that Barry. Yeah, oh. I did ask you during that clip, is that the Barry from Extras? That's the Barry from Extras with uh, Ricky oh, Gervais. Yeah. And when okay. he says, because when initially when we played that clip, I thought he wandered off into the Scottish hills wearing a pair of city shoes. Which he did, yeah. That. Well, there you are, because I thought it was a, a saying, one of Frank's crazy sayings. No, that's actually what he did in the show. He wandered off into the Scottish Islands wearing a pair of city shoes, like the dozy grape plum that he oh. was, and fell off a cliff. <laughs> and then was... ended up on an extras for Ricky Gervais. <laughs> okay. Bad fall. I thought it was just like a saying that you would use. <laughs> yeah, well, it's one I use now. Mm.
if you're out of your element. What are you doing, Richard? Get those city shoes off. <laughs> your goddamn parade float. <laughs> okay. <laughs> From the east end of New Jersey. That's right. Yeah, I mean, Thank I mean, you, Rich. I got you, Rich. I got you. All right. I'm Is not that sh- a good segue into what's fallen on you? What's fallen on you next on Get This? I'm a real wild one. Wild one. Wild one. Wild That's Iggy Pop, the real wild child here at Get This on Triple M Around the Nation. We're the people who make the Get This podcast, in oh, case you're wondering. Yes. Oh, one, five, three. Oh, yeah. Up on the grid now. Oh, you, you. Ed's van, that's very X-rated. Oh, a bit of Rex oh, Hunt talk. Right. There's a surprise. Rexy. Diagnosis clarinet is in there for fans. Oh, fantastic. Oh, Limo came in on our show and uh, turned out to be a huge fan of Out for Justice for <laughs> Stephen Sagar. <laughs> I always suspected. Bobby Lupo. The Runaway Roo. Our popular acid bath highlight segment. Mm. Oh, more nudity. Please, it's all in there. It's all free fun. It's, it's up taste- on iTunes. It's on Get This website, triplem.com.au. It's a tasteful old listen. <laughs> I hadn't noticed that before. Mm. Yeah, okay, maybe not one for the kiddies. Mm. So we're trying to crack 10,000 signatures on petitionspot.com. That's yep. true. How many podcasts will we get to? A mill. Oh, no, yes. A big, cool um, mill. A lot of people saying what's going to happen to the Get This podcast when we finish. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're going to keep them up till December 31st. And then... And then you can write to Tony and personally ask for a tape. <laughs> oh, drive at his house. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're coming in here, I mean... We get the arse next Friday, but I will be back in here. Now, do we get presented with an arse? Do I we hope get a so. little, certainly a, hope it. An arse on a placard? <laughs> Thank you. Oh, God, who do I think? <laughs> Who's it bottled on? But uh, I will be in to make sure the podcast continue to Thanks, finish Tom. off Brilliant. the story for international listeners. Good on you, huh? That's enough business out of the way. Can we please climb there, Rich? Oh. Oh. I think you buy mountain. That's where we like to live. Yes, Talkback Mountain, where the big issues are canvas. What story have you ripped from today's headlines, Richard? Right up on Mountain Talkback Tone. Yes. Uh, well, this is not necessarily from today's headlines. It's, yes. Um, well, I'll put it this way. It's back when Bindi's beads were safe. Okay. okay. Uh, so it's a few days ago. <laughs> a couple holidaying in Washington State, this is in yep. the United States, yep. uh, got the shock of their lives when a cow fell 60 metres. Mm-hmm. A cow? Oh, a cow. 60 metres off a cliff and flattened the bonnet of their minivan. Right. It was just bam. You just saw something come down and hit the hood, said the driver, Charles Everson. Uh, the 270-kilo bovine smashed Ooh, the windscreen, yeah, collapsed yeah. the minivan's bonnet. Uh, the the uh, Eversons weren't injured, but the cow had to be put down at the scene of the accident near the town of Manson. Sorry, that story sort of ended on a dark note. <laughs> really? I mean, yeah, it would have yeah. been nicer if the cow sort of survived. Yeah, probably. Um, uh, how did it fall? How does a cow fall off a cliff? Did it fall asleep at the top of the, you know, because they do fall was over so, Was someone tipping it, possibly? Possibly. Um, uh, was it a suicide attempt? Yeah, cry for help. Yeah, true. Abseiling accident gone wrong. <laughs> well, it was one year old and uh, had been missing by its owner for uh, quite a while. Thank goodness we know it's one year old. <laughs> Thank goodness. Stake of the edge. Is, is that the phone topic? How old are your cows? Maybe it was just a little young to be around a clifftop. Yeah. Oh, okay. Enough. And can I just see that story? So that, let me see. So the people that one escaped. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, dear. Author of this story will be sacked. There's no reference to those people now going out and buying a lotto ticket. Ah, there it is. <laughs> Mistakes to be made for young players. Now, there's two questions there. Yep. Firstly, if do they get to keep... Uh, the meat? Yeah. Yeah. I mean... I know, I know which way you're thinking. Because there's nothing as tender as 
a cow that's been dropped 60 metres. It's freshly plunged mm, bovine. Mm, mm, that's good eating. Yeah. Uh, and also, it would be great if that was the, one of the like fears of one of the people in the car. They, their greatest fear in life <laughs> was animals falling on them. And they'd finally gone out. They'd finally got up the courage. Don't worry, baby. It's going to be fine. We'll go to Washington. Oh, God, it's back. It's Remain unscathed. Is that what we're doing today? What's fallen on you? What's fallen on you? What's fallen on you? I uh, used to work in an army surplus store, oh, yeah. and I had to <laughs> demonstrate <laughs> the tents. You know the family tents, yeah. And I'd have to demonstrate how quickly they could be erected to families who were visiting. Just you, just me. Okay. And there were a few, there were bars, there was instructions, there were pulleys and things. So I get inside, <laughs> erect the tent, and one day it just completely <laughs> collapsed around me. <laughs> no. And so you've got a completely collapsed family tent with me in the centre, still assuming the family's outside going, oh, as you can see, it comes down as easily as it goes up. <laughs> Fantastic features, the camp oven, and then just realising I'm talking to nobody in an empty showroom. <laughs> Quickly got sacked from that job. That's uh, what's fallen on me, the axe! Oh, gosh. So <laughs> many times in Cavalier. Oh, well, I went camping once. Uh, never do that, people, if you're listening. And uh, we were in a bunk bed situation. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was like a cabin thing. Yeah, And, they, sure. you know, the people I was with, they did this trick where if you put the bed sort of slats apart yes. and someone goes in. Ah, oh, you're down through the And middle. I was lying on the bottom yeah. bank, middle of the night, someone <laughs> falls on your head. You think it's a drop bear. You know. <laughs> yeah. A classic gag. <laughs> but terrifying. Okay. And with the Cavalry family, how many high were the bunks stacked? <laughs> Eight, nine? It was like uh, the QE2, you know what I mean? It was So you could get slats missing from all of them and you yeah. could get a fantastic Inspector Clouseau style plunge through several stories. Like a concertina. Tick, 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 tick. <laughs> Collapsing Cavalry's. Mm. What's fallen on you, Richard Marslin? Well, this is very similar to something that happened to my dad because a cow actually fell on him as well. Really? Yeah. That's true. Cop that, Mr. Marslin. Uh, we had a pet cow and she was kind of a bit too humanised. You told you know? me that, yeah. yeah too dad, humanised. Dad got very close to her. He used to, you know, sing to her and like yeah. when he was milking her and what Before have you. Before you know it, they're hogging the Xbox. <laughs> Don't humanise them. <laughs> and, and one time dad was in the paddock trying to open the gate mm-hmm. and the cow just <laughs> felt the urge, saw a bit of a moment seized that window and then proceeded to jump on the back of my father. A mounting thing, like when to mate him, like a dog that would do your leg, that kind of thing. Except a really massive cow. There you go. And the spawn of that hideous accident panels our show to this very day. No, that's a terrible thing to say. I've still got the hooves. What a moment. It's hard to what panel. a moment that is. It's hard to panel a radio show with Daisy. Daisy, what are you doing? Daisy, what are you doing? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, oh, no. Listeners, what's fallen on you? That didn't kill you mm-hmm. or hurt you too badly. Because uh, we don't want any trouble. Yeah, yeah. Good work, good work, yeah, yeah, keep it light. Mm. Yeah, keep it light. Keep it mid-afternoon radio. Keep it bovine. Well, if it did kill you, it would be hard to call in, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but obviously from beyond the grave. You could move a banana, <laughs> Richard's grandmother style. <laughs> True. Okay. Finds have lit up time, let's do it. <laughs> One triple three five three. That's pink. Here we get this on Triple M where we're playing What's Fallen On You. Who's going first? G'day, Trent. There you go, mate, all right? Excellent, man. What fell on you? Well, it, 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 this thing didn't actually fall on me. We okay. were um, out goose shooting. Oh, yes, yes. they eat all the grass. So yeah. we, there was about 20 of us all up. Mm-hmm. Yep. And my father lined up a goose with a shotgun. Mm-hmm. And he dropped it, and my mate Bando was about 10 metres in front of us. <laughs> it just flew straight out of the sky, dead. 
came down, smashed him straight in the back of the head and dropped him. Brilliant. Fantastic. Another happy goose hunting story, Trent. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, man. Are you, you, are you from New Zealand, Trent? That would be correct. C- could you do me a huge favour? I'll do you a kookaburra. Uh, no, well, uh, you could, I was going to ask if you could say how come, but... Uh... Oh, Okay. Yeah, no, he wants He's to. Either, the man no. wants to do a kookaburra. Let, let him let's do have it. A Give kookaburra. him his platform. Let's have a kookaburra, Trent. <laughs> oh, that's, amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. They come over oh, here. They take our jobs. They yeah. impersonate our fauna. <laughs> and they right. shoot geese out of the sky. Nicely done, Trent. Thanks, Trent. Hi, John. John, how Hello. are you? I think. Hello. Oh, Hi, John. Sorry, John. Must thought something had fallen on you for a moment. What has fallen on you, sir? Uh, bloody big spider. Oh, bloody big spider. Oh. I found myself making one of those noises. You step back and go, did I do that? Oh, nice and big squeal. Big uh, nice big squeal, hey, John. The giant yeah. huntsman. I mean, all the, this, can the huntsman actually do any damage, though? I think so. No, they, they look creepy, but they can't do nothing. If it's big enough, we can get a couple of people in a headlock. I know That's that. That's true, yeah, yeah, yeah. But no- you can they, give they nookies. Drive cars well. They drive cars. They yeah. drive cars. <laughs> That's unlicensed. so true. <laughs> Thanks, John. Uh, g'day, Phil. How are you? Excellent, gentlemen. And yourself? Excellent. Uh, what's fallen on you? Well, it's not so much what's fallen on me. It's probably what I have fallen on. Oh, yes. Uh, when I was an apprentice electrician, because I was the smallest bloke, I had to run this cable across a roof, which is a false ceiling. Mm-hmm. Halfway across, I fell through the ceiling, straight into a room full of trainee nurses learning all about training who were very quick to come to my aid. Oh, okay, so... Hang on. Did it sound like uh, Crazy Nurses Gone Wild 3? It really did. I actually thought all my dreams had come true at once for a moment. Yeah, <laughs> Phil. Right? Not bad. And, you know, how'd you end up? Oh, look, I ended up with not many uh, injuries, but six phone numbers and three dates. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and a sponge bath. Good on you, Phil. We can't top that. We can't. Is that all we've got time That's for? That's all we've got time for, but oh. thank you to everyone. There's a variety of frozen foods that have hit people in the head. Thanks to everyone who <laughs> plunged or had something fall atop their head in the next hour. Two guests. Two oh, guests man. in one hour. So lucky. Sandho Chalaro and Tom Gleisner. Get this. That's not an isolated thing these days, with one in three homes cracking up. Brought to you by Nissan Navara. Huge pulling power. Cause I can if I don't because I wanna Good afternoon racing fans Be ignored by the stiff and the board Because I'm gonna We will be crossing the Flemington at any moment For next year's Melbourne Cup We've got an advanced tape, don't we, here? That's right, yeah. This is not Tony seems intent on He's amazing. Oh, He's horse racing. He was around so popular when we crossed to the <laughs> Melbourne Cup. Yeah. We've got to do it every day. But what about the guests? What about Tom Gleisner and Santo Chalaro? Thank you very much. Hello, gentlemen. Oh, you, uh, forgot to point out that that was indeed uh, Bart Cummings on flute then. <laughs> Bart Cummings. <laughs> he loves a bit of jazz flute. Guys, you're going to be so happy with me. I finally, after two years, run out of old clips of you oh, guys. No. Go that. It's a fresh plate we've brought in. We, we came in on the tail end of uh, what's fallen on you. Yes, and, uh, yes. I think the real show is out there in the uh, booth. The, uh, your, uh, Cecilia was taking the phone calls. Hello, Triple M, what's fallen on you? Right. And how badly damaged was your penis? <laughs> <laughs> that call never got to air, did it? Oh, no. thanks for calling in, Glenn Robbins. But, <laughs> hey, you know, once, I, 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 this friend of mine, I saw him, he had um, he had one of those patches of grey hair. Gr- oh, know, yes, grey, yes, you know, yes. Yeah. And I said, what, what happened? And he said, I got a fright. 
that can happen. You, you know that can happen. If you know yes, that can yeah, get yeah. that grey hair. Mm. And I said, what happened? He said, I was walking along the street and a body fell uh, about wow. six inches away from me. Wow. From a, and it was someone committing suicide from 28 floors. Oh, Imagine that. So it wasn't a body when it fell past him. It was a person. <laughs> no, it was actually yeah, yeah. a person. And then it became a body. Well, there's a segment <laughs> okay. of this. Yeah. Yeah. But that can when happen. When does a body become a corpse? <laughs> uh, when does a body become a corpse? <laughs> Crowd-pleasing fun. Here again, this on Triple M. We have so much to get to. Let's have some of that famous music. And uh, we've got Tom and Sando for the whole hour. We've got Daleks on board. Good news. And we're off to Beaconsfield. Do you remember the names Todd and Branch? Oh, oh yes. yeah. Did anyone ever find out what Brandt meant? <laughs> no it? one in Tasmania is called Brandt. Surely. Surely not. Mm. Let's find out what happened a year ago on Get This in This Hour of this very program on Triple M. the song that they normally play on your final show, <laughs> Richard. Throw yeah, your arms around me. Hunters and collectors here at Get This. It's the second hour. Sando Chalaro is here as is Tom Gleisner. Hello. Nice that, that reminds me of the applause at the Kevin Rudd launch yesterday. <laughs> oh, yeah, was Don't that? you love that? We've, we've sort of mimicked the American style, you know, the Democrat conventions, yeah. but where that, that sort of really hyped up audience. I mean, you haven't seen an no. a, a audience that on edge probably since Vizard's Tonight Live, you know, <laughs> where that? they had to applaud every guest. Wasn't John Deeks? Wasn't yeah. he had an exhausting schedule of conducting <laughs> that audience? And and that thing where you've got to applaud every statement, even <laughs> even the ones that are just kind of but matter in the of the Vizard show, didn't they just have the Letterman audience? Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <to them. laughs> I don't know. They dragged See, it the, the young comedians are inheriting the old show. <laughs> so <laughs> old cynicism so being so passed cynical. on. So cynical. <laughs> but there was a few, there was a lot of, uh, I don't know where they get the teenagers at political rallies. Yeah. They're all wearing the new leadership t-shirts yeah. and dancing up in the balcony. He's a bit Hillsong for my liking. <laughs> Very Hillsong. Mm, mm. I mean, it's bullies out the front yeah, waiting. Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. <laughs> fun, kids. But it's bizarre, Sandra. You've followed a few election campaigns. Have, have you ever seen two leaders sort of promising less? Like, they've got this thing that they don't want to be seen to be you know, overspending. No, oh, that's oh, right. You know, I've never seen that before. That that oh, okay. He spent that much. I'll spend yeah. even less. We're going to give you less. <laughs> There'll be no tax cuts. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Eat your greens. Yeah. Mm. I'm really, I'm really. What dis- disconcerted me about the whole Labor thing is that he's got the new leadership, mm. but then with a full stop. Does that? Does that um, maybe I'm, I'm too, um, too much of a stickler. It's on not a sentence. It's not a sentence. It's just new leadership. Yes. No. Ex- not, is it too up yourself to have an exclamation mark? <laughs> yes, that, you might be the underdog. That, that's, a, that's a musical. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. You're, you're right. It, it is. It's new not. leadership. The musical. <laughs> but don't they? Um, don't they? Don't they love a computer? They, that seems to be with both yeah. uh, Howard and Rudd giving kitties computers. Yes, yeah, seems to be. Right. Yeah. Obviously, it's researched well. If we got that to the roof, we had a clip somewhere of John Howard trying to. Say yeah. the word megabytes. Oh, that no. was a bit of. It's not going to go well. We've is got it? more ultra bits <laughs> than any other people with computers. <laughs> We've got more Vita Brits per second than any other country. But every child will have access to their own computer at school. As the, you know, no child will be living in a house with dial-up by oh, 2010. That's right. It's what kind a of world. The, yeah. What a world. Every Dream. child will have access to hotplumpers.com <laughs> by the time we're finished. None too soon, Tone. Absolutely. None too soon. Yeah, you've. Well, both of you have kids. Are they uh, getting onto the internet uh, sort of age? Mm. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay, how's that go? 
Well, there's a lot of gold tube, YouTube, uh, oh. a lot, lot of uh, sock, a lot of sport action on YouTube. Yeah. A lot of blocking. Do you have to do blocking, Tom? Fi- no, if you put the filter on it, it, you can't even get the word ship down on your computer. <laughs> it's just, it's hopeless. It just slows everything down way too much. So no, but we've got, we've taken the advice that you make sure the computer is in kind of like a public room in the house so the kitties uh-huh. can't go off into yes. their own little Sneak chamber. Off. And, you know, you occasionally, it's just a lot of war, Warhammer and World of Warcraft kind of stuff yeah. at, at our house. So yeah. like, I, my, my kids, just want to go on YouTube and watch Guitar Hero, people doing Guitar Hero on YouTube. So have you a, seen that? What is I that? I have. What's it's a video on? of people playing a video game at yeah. their house. Insane. Mm. Anyway, that's... Well, there's a lot of disturbing stuff on the internet. And what was the headline this week? YouTube kid, uh, YouTube kid kills three. Oh, that's right, yeah. And I thought, oh, not the fat kid on the catapult. No, don't tell me that's gone horribly wrong. It may well have. But we've, no, we've had guidelines from the school on how to, how to sort of keep the, you know, keep the kitty safe. What, what is that? What are, the, what are some of the, like, what are we looking out for? Basically, unplug it at the wall and you're safe. Bang, bang. Yeah, there it gone. is. But They're didn't done. the government launch at like a cost of about $800 million mm. their new uh, blocking software? You could download a filter. Right. But it came with a lot of pornographic spam. We tried <laughs> that. Yeah, absolutely. And we just don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, let's have some music, and then you're here on a good day because you know what we're going to play very soon. Have a think about Let this. What do you hate that everyone else loves? Oh. Always a popular topic. Here, get this. Oh, the confusion. Reign supreme here. Get this. That was uh, Kiss Chasey here on Triple M. Santo Chalaro is with us. So Tom Gleisner is here. Santo just saying very disappointed that um, we didn't have the Hoon Advisor theme queued up. You might oh, want I to would have had it. Dig it out, Mr. Barr. The new version by the Plain White Tees. The, <laughs> <laughs> hey, the human we don't could do it live. We just, yeah, I could do just do the last bit. Yeah, la, 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 Okay, what's more? La, 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 la. And that was a regular segment on Melbourne Triple M back in the late 80s. Can you remember anything that you used to do in those days? Not really. I, all I know is that I, I could never say the amount, the right amount of la-la-la-las. You know, it's just <laughs> okay. it a la, 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 la. How but, many were? Uh, yeah. It's like the, you know, the, uh, the car horn there. They always miss notes. The car always never quite tuned properly. I don't think they could get the rights to it, son. Wasn't that segment, I mean, it was your character of Gino, and then there was constant references to your cousin Enrico. Who's a real cousin? A real guy, and is he still... He's still about. He's still... He's He loves his car still, but I remember at... At my wedding, I actually yes. performed as Gino. I did. A, I, I decided to <laughs> at your own wedding. Your I remember wedding. that. I yeah, yeah, I actually decided to to uh, serenade my wife as Gino. She had no idea what was. And actually, I could get one of the reasons was that I could actually get my cousin Enrico out with me. <laughs> we finally one, met Enrico yeah, yeah. in the flesh. The real Enrico. It was very exciting. Wedding. He was very. Happy. And by coincidence, I remember at Tom's wedding, he uh, came out and performed as the photocopier repairman from Frontline. <laughs> <laughs> Just it was a crowd pleaser, Tony. <laughs> hey, are you guys into opera? At all? Opera? I don't know much about it. I've seen Don Giovanni. I went last night. How was it? It was an Australian opera's uh, production. It's it's sensational, Mm. but it's a very... um, There's certain conventions you've kind of got to get your head around in opera. For example, if someone says, and they do in this, I shall put this mask on, basically they just put a piece of dental floss around their eyes. They're unrecognisable to anyone else (laughs) on the stage. (laughs) 
course. Or they'll declare, I'll just secrete myself over here. They can stand behind a thimble and not be seen by <laughs> anyone on the stage. Absolutely right. I guess it's the only way they can get to do these. But there's, there's actually some special effects. Like the end of Don Giovanni. I was just about to ask this. Go on. What mm. happened in the one you saw last night? Well, he, because he's it? like a, basically a bad guy, a womanizer, yes. and he forces himself upon the ladies, mm. he has to. He has to be punished. Right. He descends into the flames of hell. Oh, how's that achieved? Well, a trapdoor. And uh, we know in amateur theatre, trapdoors can always be <laughs> always trouble. Very dangerous. Uh, but uh, it, it worked well. But I wondered, how did they do it back in Mozart's days? How did they descend into the flames of hell? Well, don't worry about Mozart's days, because I saw Don Giovanni uh, up, up in Sydney about oh. five or six years ago, and I was sitting up the back, very poor seats. I couldn't see. I was sitting in the seats where you couldn't see the subtitles. Oh, yes, yes, so subtitles. it was a lovely Italian romp for me. I had no <laughs> idea what was going on. And for the trapdoor, they didn't so much go for a trapdoor as they did him ducking behind oh, yes. a little flat that sort of <laughs> that, up. that sprung <laughs> up <laughs> with some cellophane on it yes. and some lights hitting it, and yes. he's giving it a bit of ah. Yeah. He's just doing the old walking downstairs escalator. Whoa! <laughs> and flames are always a killer, even in amateur theatre, because you're not allowed to put any anything resembling a flame on. No, stage. it's usually ribbons with a fan. That's blowing right. Them up. <laughs> and the, and the, the fan doesn't work, so it's basically <laughs> someone waving a streamer and going, mm, "The fire's burning." <laughs> Can yeah. I ask, were the Black Thunders out the front last night? <laughs> was, it, was it one of ours? No, it was my, ABC FM, I think, presenting that one. I think my favourite theatre story is yours, Tony. When Didn't you once have to do a sword fight and there was only one sword available? I, I saw that in a play that I was in at, yeah. at school. Someone stole one of the swords, so they went, we can still make this work. <laughs> so one bloke on stage had the sword. The other bloke was in the wings with a broom yeah. so that half the fight was happening on stage. So it was chink, chink, chink. And then the guy with the sword went into the wings. They quickly swapped over and the other one came out. That's great. <laughs> Very. But, you know, you've got to improvise. You've got yeah. to make it work. Uh, we do have to have some politics in this hour. I'm sorry to sour the atmosphere, no, no, we guys. we like politics. We like it. We're just recalling great moments in politics from during the year on Get This. Did you hear this on the Channel 10 News last night? A key ALP insider has turned on his own, accusing the party of being run by Daleks. Uh, Daleks! <laughs> I, Daleks! I mean, I suspected, but I'm glad someone's come out and said it. Wow. I mean, in case you think we've just made that up, Here's what the story was about. Mr Beasley's message was overshadowed by an outbreak of candour from former factional heavyweight Victorian Senator Robert Ray. He described Victorian factional figures, the left's Kim Carr and the right Stephen Conroy, as Daleks. Robert's talking about internal party matters, which is not something that I ever comment on publicly. But then this admission. With his preferred issues smothered, Kim Beasley decided if you can't beat them, join them. The only thing we're going to exterminate is John Howard's industrial relations laws. It's all there. Wow. It's all there. Kim Beasley has become Davros. What we should be doing is encouraging young Aussies to exterminate, 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 exterminate. They love exterminating. It's a policy. Yes, he's got my vote. The Cubs. ALP, you will obey. <laughs> Could you catch will on. Obey. And what has Maddie uh, come up with in terms of theme music for the new uh, Dalek, Kim Beasley? <laughs> It's not bad. It's got a beat to it. Mixmaster Matty Dower. He is. It's condensed to it. He's unbelievable. He's like a genius. He's like a genius, but better. Down in the lab. but useful. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that wasn't confusing at all. Thank you, Narelle Harbright of Victoria, for ordering that. Uh, More next on Get This.
Cube. Bon Jovi with Marty Sheargold on Flashpots and Pyrotechnics. The Triple M mothership has not landed. Please don't call in. You haven't won anything. No. I'm sorry to say. <laughs> that's right. As soon as the Flashpots kick off, we get lots of calls. I apologise. That's my fault. <laughs> I'm in trouble from everyone. He just booed himself. Booed himself. <laughs> himself. <laughs> booed himself. <laughs> oh, Tom Gleiser is here. Sando Chalaro is Fabulous. here. Uh, just talking amateur theatre disasters. Can you just explain, Sando, what you told me happened in a play at university oh. with an, a fake knife? Because I've always thought that no. this must happen in plays, it but happened. I never knew it really happened. It wasn't at university. It was at school. Right. And uh, I was uh, I was in Julius Caesar, the school production yep. of Julius Caesar, and I it was the very first play I ever did at school, and uh, I was uh, 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 amongst many of the other parts that I played apart yep. from, you know, guard number one. Everything. I was yeah. one of the conspirators. Oh, you're and, a great conspirator. And I had the retractable knife. It was actually made of some, it was actually made of metal. It yeah. was weighty. Okay. And I came yeah. up, and what, my best friend, Paul Calio, he was, uh, he was Julius Caesar. I stabbed him, accidentally let go, and the retractable knife <laughs> bounced back off him into the crowd. And into actually, the audience. <laughs> and actually Stab someone for real. <laughs> there you go. Excellent. It's a happy and, ending. Uh, yeah, it was actually, yeah, someone in the audience actually said, Ed too. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not what we're talking about, uh, amateur theatre disasters today. We're, we're talking about, we've done this before, it's massively popular. Mm. You wouldn't think it would be. What do you hate that everyone else likes? Do you oh, have stuff like question. this? I do. Um, New Year's Eve. Oh, give it oh, a round. Yeah. It's just too much pressure. Everyone has these amazing New Year's Eves, which they don't remember for about a week, and then, oh, wow. I struggle to get to about 9.30. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Sorry. I love New Year's. You're looking at me like it's a bit sad, aren't you? No, Ed? it's not sad. But <laughs> It is sad. No, it's not it sad, but sad. Uh, in the New Year's Eve from 99 to 2000, I went to a party on the beach, mm. past 11 chicks. Fantastic. I agree with you, Tom, on the New Year's Eve. I, once I remember going to like my parents' beach house um, and I must have fallen asleep, but I reckon at about 9 o'clock, and I woke up in darkness and I... And, and, and I, I basically got up and banged my head. I was sleeping underneath the billiard table and banged my head. <laughs> oh, so not only was I alone on Christmas on New Year's Eve, mm. I actually woke up and bumped my head on the bottom of the billiard table. I no, say, like, let's throw billiard tables on the park. Get them around. <laughs> <laughs> I've been getting away with this for too long. The thing I hate is, can I just, I just a couple once? Yeah, yeah, yeah Spring racing carnival. Spring oh, racing yeah, yeah. Give it around, yes. I reckon, I'm starting to get there. I hope people don't get upset, but the Australian cricket team. Oh, oh the Australian cricket team. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Show. And while I'm there, I reckon... Life this, itself! <laughs> give it I reckon the flag. The oh, flag? Oh, I reckon the flag. No, you've gone too far. No, no, the, no, no not just the Australian flag. I, not just the Australian one. I just don't All like flags. flags. All like flags. flags. Flag. So I don't like the idea of love, loving the flag. Yeah. Don't okay. like it. Fair enough. Don't like it Fair at all. I, I think you should only have flags at sporting events to barrack for them. Mm. Okay. I don't like this thing about, oh, you can't burn the flag. That's just all very well, but yeah, I'm going to put it sporting cape. events on the pile. <laughs> no, not all Tony. of them. The cheese roll, the Birdman rally. I love the Birdman rally and the cheese rolling and the World Poker Tour, if those are sports. What about world's most strong, world's strongest man? If oh, see, there are some good ones. Brilliant. Okay, fair enough. i tell you what, I, I love weddings. I love going to weddings. Do you? But I hate movies about weddings. <laughs> oh, and yeah, I have yeah. a theory that Australians will go to anything if it has a reference to weddings in the title. Yes. Remember that film, Runaway Bride? Yep, yep. That was an appalling film. <laughs> massive box office business just because yeah. it had the word bride yeah. in the title. And I'm telling you, if they put out a movie called Anthrax Wedding, people would go, oh, let's go to that lovely wedding film that's out as there. As long as there's a scene where the bride, the aforementioned bride, 
bride gets to try on a variety of oh, bridal yeah. gowns, yeah. in possibly accompanying you know music and a bit of a montage. Scene. Yeah, yeah, a bit sunshine. Of, yeah, bit of that. sunshine or brown eyed girl. You can't go wrong. Mm, you're in. Mm. Uh, let's let someone else uh, throw Rich. some hate on oh, the fire. I was going to go with the spring racing carnival what, as well. Okay. What are you? What's no, up, guys? Only because uh, you know the saddest phrase I think all year is what tent because uh, yeah. this week uh, I was asked, hey, I might see you at the Osterio tent at the races. Oh yeah. Uh, what tent? I wasn't invited. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So I wonder why. <laughs> Yeah, I noticed that Ed doesn't, because Ed sees the Spring Racing Carnival as a hotbed of quality tail now. I do. Is that why you're flying the flag? Yes, Tony, in a word, yes. Sorry? You know where the Spring Racing Carnival gets me down? It's radio stations uh, use it as an excuse for um, racing-themed ads. Oh, okay. <laughs> and they're off and running. And phrases like, and they're off and running in the crazy crints bargains. It doesn't work. There is no connection between cheap... White goods no. and horses. Yeah. No, I agree. Give radio stations a serve, <laughs> please, back. Mr. Martin. that. Hey, hey. Uh, have we got everything out of our system? Yeah, no, all, all of mine are based around personal relationships we shouldn't go into. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Have we left anything for the listeners? Let's find out what do you hate that everyone else loves. One triple three five three. Get this. Uh, this has lasted uh, longer than probably anyone expected. Brought to you by Nissan Navara. Huge pulling power. You're listening to Get This Around the Nation on Triple M. The yeah, show got us. continues <laughs> off here. It's one long program. Sando Chilaro is here. Tom Gleisner is here. And we have a lot of angry listeners, people who lo- uh, hate something. We'll do it the other way around tomorrow, maybe. Yeah. Hate something that everyone else loves. Hello, Richard. How are you? Greetings, gentlemen. How are we? we are, uh, we're excellent. What do you hate? I absolutely hate the cheese rolling contest that they've got over in England where they roll down the hill. And it's not so much the contest, it's just I feel it's a waste of cheese on the British. (laughs) It's just not needed. But Richard, the winner gets the cheese. Exactly. Why waste it on the British? Oh, wow. Send it elsewhere. Send it my way. Uh, I'll not even run for it. I've never... What is the sporting element really, though? Is it a race against the cheese? Are they trying to catch the cheese? They're often very fat men. So basically, (laughs) it's how fast a fat man can fall down a hill. (laughs) That's the best way to describe it. On ESPN. (laughs) (laughs) Chasing that runaway Gouda. Yeah. Uh, Thank you, Richard. Well, that is popular. Who's uh, going next? G'day, Jan. How are you? Hi, how are you? Excellent. What do you hate that everyone else likes? Um, AFL. Oh, oh the football. <laughs> what is it that you've got against it? Well, there's a couple of things. The one's a really big one, which is that AFL um, fallen angels don't seem to be required to give their medals back, which um, okay. Olympic medalists do. Yeah, okay. Which yeah. I find really irritating. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is the absolute reference in everything media, in every situation, political, in every other sphere of life, yes. when the season is on, everybody refers to football. Oh, and yes. boy, is it boring. And we've got an election to have the politicians started lining themselves up and putting the word Khan in front of things. Mm. Is there yeah, a bit of I'll that going? That. Jan, what, if you had to watch sport, what would you watch? Uh, Cheese? I guess I'd probably watch <laughs> rowing because I like rowing. Well, rowing, rowing, rowing yeah. yeah. There's not yeah, as many yeah. scandals. And giving back the, the medals and things. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. People should be allowed a few transgressions. I don't Rubbish. think... I don't, I don't agree. If they have to give it back in one sport, i.e. the Olympics, yeah. then they have to give it back in all sports. I mean, what sort of message... I mean, seriously, I know this is funny, but what kind of message does that send to people? Well, so especially to young people. You're saying that if Steve Johnson shows up at, uh, you know, training with the sunscreen moustache, one more time he should be forced to give back the Norm Smith? <laughs> 
Oh, yes, and I think there's a certain footballer with the initials B.C. Oh, who is yes. ultimately being considered being reinstated. Do you mind? Well, I mean, what's that well, all about? I think that's a good point. Well made. <laughs> <laughs> who else is angry? Ed Cavalier. Thank you, Jan. <laughs> Hello, Matt. Hello, gentlemen. How are we going? Excellent. Okay. What do you hate that everyone else likes? Those silly, stupid Christmas movies they bring out at the end of every year. Oh, oh yes. yeah, Christmas movies. Absolutely. Yes. Which, uh, which which one are you uh, not lucky uh, to look on? The one off? with Vince Vaughn and Red uh, oh, the other bloke. Paul Red Claws and the other bloke. That's not even a pun title, or <laughs> Am I missing it? <laughs> no, you're not. It sounds like there is one buried there, but it's not. It's just Fred. Fred. At least Tim Allen's the Santa Claus yeah, and the yeah. Santa Claus <laughs> too. Brilliant. <laughs> Fantastic A whole stuff. other level. I, I, I agree. There must be one that you like, though, surely. Uh, probably... Jingle all the way with Donnie in it. That's the only one. <laughs> Plane, planes, trains, that. and automobiles. That was That's a Christmas great. movie. That, that, was, that was an absolute. That was actually funny, yeah. And of course, Christmas Vacation has uh, you know the scene of the shitter. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, if you hate Christmas movies, I recommend uh, Bad Santa with Billy Bob Thornton. It's not bad as well. Not yeah. one for the kids. Mm. Yeah. And the Wizard of Speed and Time. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Okay. Uh, who's next? Who's angry? Hi, Peter. How are you? Today, boys. Who do you, what uh, do you, might, it might be un-Australian, but um, Warwick Todd's t- um, Tom's mate might know, but I hate Steve Waugh. Oh, oh there you What's wrong with Tugger? Oh, hey. my, my mother's been bad at number six all your career and make runs. Well, she is good. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, but he, he had to write the diaries as well. <laughs> that was a full-time job, buddy. He never once stood up. Put him at number one or number three. No, I'll just come in number six and all the hard work's done. But hang on, hang on. He was, at least he was a great personality. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Pete. Uh, Tony's elapsed into unconsciousness. We'll have yeah, to move on from this I only topic. know the Sheffield Shield cricketers. Is Carl Rackerman going to be <laughs> at any moment? Oh, thanks, everybody, for calling. Wow. Just quickly, Tom. Mm. Warwick Todd, what is his status? You know the bloke. He's uh, he's unfortunately injured at the moment. His no. liver's given way again, so <laughs> he's, he's out. But uh, you, you must be enjoying the warm. Uh, Muralitterin feud. Oh, yes. That, was that English? <laughs> <laughs> Tony's just pleased that someone else is having a feud this year. I'm with you, Tom. I think yeah, I'm yeah. taking Muralitterin <laughs> or whatever that is. I'm not sure. He could, did he call him a miserable man today? He did. These are the two number one. Uh, well, Warren holds the bowling record. Mm. He's taken uh, 708 wickets in his career. And Muralitterin, who's a Sri Lankan currently here in Australia, is on 702 wickets. Mm. Oh, okay. You with me so far? I, I'm not really with you, but I do. Who's. Chavandavas. 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 Is that a cricketer? No, that's a curry dish. But okay. um, <laughs> what's his theme song, Richard? Chavandavas is running and everybody's clapping. I'm trying to drag just a tiny bit of sport into I'm still this with you, Tom. crazy two-hour film fest <laughs> before it gets pulled off the air. Okay. And this is the response I get. I'm still with you, Tom. All right, there'll be plenty of time for sports <laughs> and film fests, but we've got to go down the mines next on Get This. Ah, uh, yes. Time of your life. It's Green Day here at Get This around the nation. Uh, Tom Gleisner, Sandra Chalara are with us, and we're recalling uh, moments from the past. A lot of people have been requesting uh, some of the stuff we did when uh, Todd and Brand were down the mine. Do you remember that? Oh, big days. Did you guys find, you know, it's a tad cliche to ask, but, uh, you know, frontline, uh, do you feel as the years go by that it's looking a bit tame in the rear vision mirror? Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's like we could go a lot further. And that whole Beaconsfield thing was just extraordinary. Yeah. It, it wasn't that exciting, you know. No. And then, you know, five channels would sort of have 24-hour-a-day uh, coverage of 
nothing. Nothing was happening. They'd constantly go crossing back now down to Beaconsfield for the very latest. Yes. And some poor guy in a trench coat <laughs> had to make up something. <laughs> well, I think we've got an example of that right here. Well, even as rescuers finally broke through, Rock One expert described as harder than Charlie Sheen at cheerleader practice, some were still suggesting that a shorter route to Todd and Brent was being ignored. Mate, they're going a long way around. You know, you want to come in from the top. That's faster. Yes, I'll be out of there quicker. But are you taking the advice of geologists, of, of rescuers? How no, journalists. Look, these guys have worked it out. Have you seen the map in the paper? Right. I mean, they should come in from the top. Right, so this is... Yeah, I mean... A, a newspaper has yeah. come up with this. Yeah, look, if, if we get these guys out of here, I mean, that's good for the families and it's good for the, for the rest of us. Who are you? Look, mate, I don't want to say what newspaper... Newspaper? You work, you're a journalist. Look, mate, don't you want to go home? Right, but... Haven't you had enough of this place here? Beaconsfield, where the f*** are we? Yeah. It's been going on for two f***ing weeks now. Let's just bottle the egg. Right. Get these f***ing guys out of there. I want to okay, get back yes. to my office. But don't you think we should be thinking about Todd and Brant and the families Mate, of them? What about Naomi? She's only got six outfits. She's starting to repeat. The plight of Naomi Robson, forced to soldier on night after night with only rudimentary production, makeup, and green room facilities, was one that captured the nation. But Naomi's ordeal was not an isolated case. Hundreds of reporters and so few morsels of Todd and Brandt colour to go around. We're told that this morning they had yoghurt for breakfast. Thanks, Jeremy. With the 48-hour deadline extended time and time again and coffee-making facilities already stretched to the limit and even then it's, quote, not as good as you'd get on the mainland, some were starting to wonder whether they could go the distance. Like yesterday, I saw Charles Woolley take a dump behind that tree over there. I mean... Where's the dignity in that? Some at the site were driven to desperate extremes to protect what little they had. Oh, jeez. What have you done to me? Oh, I think you've broken I've been standing on this corner for two days. This is my mother stoop. Capiche? And as tensions ran high, one man remained focused on the job at hand. Bill Shorten, you've been here every day. Yes, I have. In the same bomber jacket. That's right. What's the latest? I'm not interested in speculation about the leadership of the Labor Party. I was uh, going to ask about Todd and Brandt. Yes, absolutely. We're doing everything we can. Do you think it'll be much longer? Oh, look, Kim Beasley's doing an excellent job. He'll be there for a long time yet. I meant the rescue. The miners? Yes. We're all thinking about them. Sure. That's the miners. Not the leadership of the Labor Party. And so, as the families of Todd and Brandt and the people of Beaconsfield celebrate their miraculous escape, spare a thought for those forgotten heroes who stood alongside them, photographing them, recording them and giving of themselves. That's one of the stories I'll have you tomorrow night when, and I know I'm sounding a bit like a broken record, but when we dearly hope we'll be able to bring you some good news from the Beaconsfield mine and until then i hope you all enjoy your evening please take care and good night Ah, uh, the heady days of 2006. Time to <laughs> sign off here again. This. Thank you, Tom Gleiser and Santa Chilari, for your fantastic oh. contributions over the last two years. Thank good, you, guys. Good luck to you, guys. Good Thank luck you to you. Much. Bright young fellas. You've got a big future in front of you. Yeah, we've still got one of the Black Thunders. That's, <laughs> that's what we're thinking at the moment. Absolutely we're right. busting out of here in a thunder. Just, but just show a little bit more respect. Mm. You know, just mm. a little bit more respect. We were going to bring a gift, Santa. We forgot. We forgot. There's a nasal spray thing. And we'll get oh, to you later on. You'll enjoy it. Just grab something out of the prize cupboard. 30 seconds.
to go. All right, uh, Will and Limo in next. Anything you guys would like to plug while you're here? That's what we traditionally ask at this time. In a rare moment, I don't think we've got anything. Oh, I've got, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Sunday. Uh, the Funky Squad DVD. Oh, we do have something. Funky hey, Squad DVD is coming out it, right it is now. At ABC shops remastered. Yeah. Mm. It's sort of two level nostalgia. It's nostalgia from the early '90s about the '70s. That's the one. It's <laughs> a fantastic concept. Do we have time for a key phrase? Thanks, guys. Oh, oh no. Oh, we'll be back tomorrow with Greg Fleet. Yes. Of course we will. And it's all thanks to the Nissan Navara. Huge pulling power. Rugged good looks. China hutch. Butter churn. Clogs. And a Funky Squad DVD in every copy. Oh, it's all out in you know.